Well, aloha, everyone. Aloha, Mission Church. Welcome to Ohana Sunday. Oh, we've been planning this day for quite some time, and it just fills my heart with such great joy that you are all here today, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, as we as we begin today, I just want to remind you of a couple things. Number one, we have lunch. We, you, you've heard about that. Please, please stay. We cater from uh, Island Style Cafe, which is a uh, restaurant out in Santee. And of all of the restaurants that serve local Hawaiian food, I found this one to be my favorite anyway. And so uh, please come and join us and stay for that. The second thing is that... Uh, there's a surprise that's going to take place right now. I'm going to let you guys know something that very few people even know. There's a contest that's happening today for everyone wearing Aloha attire, okay? Because we asked you to wear Aloha attire. There's a secret person in the congregation that's going to be a judge of what you're wearing today, and they're going to let me know of the, uh, of the, for the male, men and women, the male and female, um, of who wins the, the Aloha Attire Award. So you've got the loudest category. So if you're wearing something really loud, you may win a prize today. Uh, and then there is the most unusual Aloha Attire. And then the, there's the best of the best. And, and the person that's doing the judging is from Hawaii. Uh, and, uh, and so they know what's loud <laughs> and they know what's unusual and they know what's best so um, they're going to snap a couple pictures and shoot it to me and while we're at lunch I'm going to announce the winners so uh, you know um, it's really exciting uh, we have a contest going on and the third thing is children Barbie you guys are staying in the service today yeah they're like yay <laughs> they're, they're already praying for us. <laughs> but I think you're going to like it because we're going to read from uh, the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible. It's the good and special book. And uh, you get to hear some pigeon being spoken today in the service, which will be a lot of fun. Today, my sermon is entitled The Aloha Spirit. And if you've ever been to Hawaii, you may have encountered people who have the aloha spirit. It is the warm and welcoming spirit that people of Hawaii have that is, exudes kindness and respect, and, uh, and, and, and it really is identified by the close affection that we have for one another. And, and in Hawaii, we, we recognize this as the aloha spirit, but I want you to know that, that this this closeness, this kindness, isn't something that's just obviously unique to Hawaii. It's something that Jesus began as we read from his word. And today, I want to show you how Jesus began the whole understanding of what people in Hawaii calls aloha. Because we're going to read a passage of scripture where Jesus literally shares aloha with his disciples. So if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn to John chapter 20, verses 19 and 20. I'll just give you a little background on this passage and, and the word aloha, so you know what I mean. Here in John chapter 20, it is when Jesus appears to his disciples after his crucifixion, his death, and his resurrection. All right. So this is after Jesus' death and resurrection. He comes back to life, and he, this is his first.
first appearance with his disciples. And here in this passage of scripture, Jesus is sharing the Aloha Spirit with his disciples. Now, as you all know, the word Aloha is, it means hello and goodbye, right? So every time I greet you on Sunday morning, I say these words, Aloha Mission Church, I'm greeting you with Aloha as a greeting to say hello, welcome, we're so glad you're here. Aloha also means friendship and love. So it's a greeting, but it also has a word that's depth of friendship and love as well. And uh, there's a, a, a phrase in Hawaii that, uh, that we use sometimes. Um, it's a common phrase. We, we say, we say uh, aloha keakua. Aloha keakua. If you're from Hawaii, you know what that means. It means God is love. And on, if you come to my home, uh, on, my, on, my, on my front door, over the top of my house, you'll see this at my home. I want people to know that when you come into this home, the love of God is, is there. So on top of my home, um, there is aloha keakua. And um, the word aloha, many of you don't know this, but it's a compound word. It has two Hawaiian words put together to form this one word that gives it great meaning and depth. And so the word aloha is broken up into two words. The first word is alo. Everybody say alo. Very good. Alo means your presence. This part right in front of you, this is your alo, your, your face, your presence. It's, it's, the, uh, it's, it's the intimate space that you share only with the people that are closest to you. That's your alo. Turn to your neighbor and say this word. Nani kua alo. Good. Turn and look at them and go, nani kua alo. That means your presence is beautiful or your face is beautiful. <laughs> I'll say that to my wife. Nani kua alo. So the word alo means your presence or your face. And um, the word ha, everybody say ha. Okay. If you say it twice, and that means you're funny. No, I'm just kidding. The word ha means breath. It means spirit and life, okay? So, the word aloha means in the presence, in the close proximity of your face, you share breath and life. That's what aloha really means. It is the intimate relationship that you have with people that you share, where you actually share this beauty of aloha. Now, I'm going to invite my wife up here, and we're going to show you a greeting of what the people in Hawaii a long, long time ago uh, used to do as a way of greeting. Now, here you saw me shake the hands of the people who came into membership, because that's what we do when we greet one another. We reach out and we, we shake hands. In Hawaii, they do something called the honi. Everybody say honi. Now, in Hawaii, you might, if you went to a luau, you might understand honi means kiss, right? But originally, a honi is how they greeted one another, where they touched foreheads and noses and shared breath. So, do you hold hands like this? And you. That is a honi. And when you do that, you share aloha because in that moment, Rochelle, oh, you're going to come up and join me in just a minute? 
in that moment, you, you share the breath of the other person. It's, such a, it's, it's something that is so beautiful. But, but when you share the intimate space, it's, it's only reserved for the people closest to you, as you can imagine. Um, and so today, what I want to do is sh- show you how Jesus shares aloha with his disciples. Now, Rochelle is going to come up and, and help me read a passage of scripture. And, uh, and, and because I'm going to, we're going to read it from the Pigeon Bible, we're going to read the English translation one verse at a time and then read the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible. If you have your YouVersion um, Bible app, there is the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible on there. You, you just have to go to the language section and change it from English to the Hawaiian Pigeon Version. So I'm, I'm going to ask Rochelle to read from the NIV so that most of you understand it. And then I'll read from the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible, okay? No, you always get to read the pigeon. I think I should read from the pigeon and you read from the NIV. Come on, just this one. Okay. Wait, what? Yeah, you got him? I can't see can't see. He can't see. No worries. I got you. All right. Ah, here we go. So, uh, I invite you to turn to John chapter 20, verses 19 to 21. We're going to read it verse by verse. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Was the same day Sunday, the first day in the week, and the sun would go down. Jesus' guys wouldn't stay together, and the doors stayed locked because they scared the Jews. Then Jesus would show up in the middle of them, and he said, he tell them, Aloha, I like your hearts. Rest inside. Not bad, huh? <laughs> and after he said this, He showed them his hands and his side, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And when Jesus said that, he showed them the scars on top of his hand and his side, and his guys would come real good inside when they see the boss. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Then Jesus told him again, I like your hearts. Rest inside. Just like my father went send me all over. That's how I go and send you guys all over. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. When he say that, he went breathe on top of them and say, I've given you guys God's special spirit. Take them. Take them. <laughs> the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. <laughs> Mahalo, Rochelle. Thank you so much for helping me to read that. Do you see the biblical significance of Jesus breathing on his disciples now that you understand the context of Aloha? Where Jesus goes to his disciples and he breathes on them and he says, Receive the Holy Spirit as he shares the Holy Spirit with them, I would call the Holy Spirit the Aloha Spirit. 
And what I want to do is just take this opportunity to share with you three highlights from this passage about the significance of Jesus breathing on his disciples in the context of understanding that aloha means this presence and breath that Jesus shares with others. So the first obvious significance is the proximity that Jesus has with his disciples because breathing on someone requires you to be in close proximity with them. And, uh, and you don't just breathe on just anyone, right? <laughs> if someone gets into your personal space that is not welcome there, you kind of step back or you hold them at arm's length. But here we see Jesus being close with his disciples, close enough that they could actually maybe even share a honey with one another as they share the breath that they would have to breathe on Jesus breathing on them. And as I began to, to think a little bit about what we just came through a couple years ago and how the whole sense of aloha was, was lost during COVID. Because during COVID, we wore masks and we were instructed to not Breathe in one another's breath. We were told to stay far away. Socially distance yourself with a mask on and keep far, far apart. And what happened? What happened to families? What happened to the church? What happened to the relationships that we have with one another? It, did it get closer? Did anyone feel warmer and more loving during covid I dare say no one would say I felt that. In fact, everyone probably would say that was one of the most difficult and challenging times that we've ever experienced in life because we were told to not share aloha with one another. And instead, we were told to distance ourselves from each other. And when you distance yourself like that, you don't, you don't share the warm intimate, close proximity, especially with the people that you know and you love. And so, one of the most beautiful things, which is just beautiful, plain laid out in Scripture, is the close proximity Jesus has with his disciples. As he shares aloha, he was able to breathe on them. And God created us to be in close relationship with him and with each other. And to have that close relationship with him. In fact, listen to this. When God created Adam, one of the things that God did was share aloha with Adam. Listen to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Then God, the one in charge, take dirt from the ground and make one guy. God blow on top his face for make the guy come alive as how the guy get life inside him. Wow. Isn't that amazing? God when blow on top Adam's face and life when come inside Adam. God had aloha with Adam. He had intimacy. 
And that is one of the most beautiful things about aloha and this aloha spirit. It is a spirit of welcoming and of love and proximity that brings you close to other people so you can share intimately with them. That is the kind of relationship Jesus had with his disciples and Jesus longs and desires to have with us. So that's the first highlight. The second highlight is this. It's the why. Why did Jesus breathe on his disciples? Why did he do that? We understand a couple of things going back to even looking at the Genesis passage. That when God breathed on Adam and Eve, he did that for a reason and for a purpose. First of all, he breathed on them to give life to them so that they could be in fellowship with him. And then God breathed on them so that they would be able to work with God and care for God's creation. Reading just a little bit further in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, hear the word of the Lord. God, the one in charge, put the guy, which is Adam, inside Eden, the place he would plant plenty trees for live there and work the ground and take care of everything. See that? God breathed into Adam life so that Adam could partner with God and do the work that God created Adam to do. That's so important to know because when we look at when Jesus breathes on his disciples, the very same why takes place right here. As Jesus breathes on the disciples, right? He does that for a reason because Jesus commissions his disciples to continue the work that Jesus came to do. Look back at our passage today in John chapter 20, verse 20 and 21 that Rochelle read so beautifully for you. I'm going to try to do the same. Jesus says, Jalak Mafara, when send me all over the place, I'm going to send you guys all over. And when he said that, he went breathe on top of them and say, I'm giving you guys God's special spirit. Take them. Take them, brah. <laughs> That's how we would say it in Hawaii. Isn't that amazing? That the commission that Jesus gave to his disciples came with aloha, with, with the breath, so that he could fulfill the work that God created them to do. Just like God, when he created Adam, breathed on Adam so that Adam could do the work of God. And some people, Bible scholars, they read this John 20 passage and say, this is John's great commission, as opposed to the one that's written in Matthew chapter 19, uh, chapter 28, verse 19 and 20. We, we, we know that great commission. But here in John, this is what Bible scholars say. This is John's great commission. I'm going to read you what Matthew's great commission is from the Jesus book. And hear the similarities there. In Matthew 28, 19 and 20, it says, So you guys go all over the world and teach all the different peoples so that they can learn about me and come, my guys. Baptize them. And they're going to come tight with my father. And then me, and, and me, his boy. And God's good and special spirit. Teach them how for do everything uh, that I want to tell you guys for do. And you know what? I'm going to stick with you guys all the way 
till the world goes pow. I love that. Till the word, world goes pow. You guys know what pow means? It means finish, right? Till the word, world is done. Wow. This is the great commission that Jesus gave to his disciples. So the second highlight is this, that when Jesus breathes on his disciples, he commissions them for the work that he has called them to do. Go all over the place and share about me. And then the third thing I want to highlight to you is this, that Jesus gives his disciples the Holy Spirit, or what I call the Aloha Spirit, to empower them to complete the work that he came to do. So Jesus not only breathes on them to commission them, but he empowers them so that they can do the work that God gave them to do. The Holy Spirit is the power of God at work in disciples' lives. In your lives and in my life. We, 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 we have power through the work of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit also is the source of life. When you think about the times when God's Holy Spirit came upon people, what transformation happened in those people? You think about Mary, when she was engaged to be married to Joseph. The Holy Spirit came on her before anybody else had. And what happened to her? Life was born in her. The Holy Spirit gives life and she became pregnant with Jesus. Another amazing moment of power at work when the Holy Spirit is uh, a part of that is that after Jesus was, 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 was arrested, he was crucified, he, he died, he was buried and on the third day while buried in the grave, what happens? The Holy Spirit moves and gives life to Jesus' dead body, and Jesus comes back to life. That is exactly what Romans chapter 8, verse 11 tells us. God, the one that would make Jesus come back alive after he went make, by the way, make means to die, God, the one that when make Jesus come back alive after he went market, if God's spirit stay tight with you guys, then he going to make you guys come back alive, your body, everything, just like how he would make Christ come back alive. His spirit going to do that for you guys. The very essence of life, what the power that brought Jesus back to life was God's Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is available to us as well. That's what Paul says in Romans 8, 11. And then you think about the day the church started, the day of Pentecost, when Simon Peter was empowered by the Holy Spirit and preached powerfully on that day. The church was born. And Jesus was telling them that this was going to happen in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, where he says, you guys go and get special kind power when God's special spirit take charge of you. And then you guys can tell the people in Jerusalem what you know about me and the people all over Judea and Samaria and all over the world. Wow. The work of God's Holy Spirit in each of us. 
So this aloha spirit is for us, for you and for me. Today the aloha spirit is offered to all of us so that these three things that I talked about, you and I can experience the closeness of God in our lives. This alo, being in the presence of God, and then the ha, to share in this breath and life that God gives to us as we are in close proximity, this close relationship with Him. And also to know this, that that Jesus calls each and every single one of us to a purpose-filled life. That we're not just here by accident just to do our own thing, but because of God's aloha spirit breathing upon us, he's commissioned us to go all over the world and tell everybody about Jesus and who he is to us so that they can believe and know Jesus just like we know him and they can experience the kind of life that you and I have. That's the commission of God to every single one of us, and he commissions us with aloha. And then, Jesus empowers us with his aloha spirit, so that we might not just do things on our own power, but through the work and power of God's Holy Spirit. That same power that gave life in Mary's womb to be born. That same power that brought Jesus out from the grave. If you think that you live a powerless life, then let me introduce you to the Aloha Spirit. Because that power is at work and available for all of us to share the good news of why Jesus came to this earth. And that power is alive in you and in me. So today, as we close, I want you to pause and just close your eyes for one brief moment and then breathe in deeply. One more time. May the alo of our God, His very presence, draw near to us right now. And as you breathe deeply in again, May the ha, the Spirit of God, flow deeply in you. That the breath of the Lord, you might even feel it on you, that He breathes on us because He's close to us. He loves us. He commissions us. And He empowers us to go forth and be His people. Heavenly Father, thank You for Jesus, Your Son, who has beautifully expressed aloha as he breathed upon his disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. May, Lord God, we be recipients of that closeness with you. May we be, Lord God, recipients of that commission that you give. And may we be recipients, Lord God, of the power that comes through the work of the Holy Spirit for each of our lives. Oh, God, we love you today. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen Amen and Aloha.